Welcome to Canva Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, clarify your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word healing. To make sound or whole again, to restore to original purity or integrity, to mend, patch up, or correct, to restore to health. Individually and collectively, I think we can all use some healing right now. And my guest for this episode, Seth Elliott Santoro, has a lot to share on the subject. Seth is an intuitive coach and spiritual consultant and the author of Smile from the Inside. He believes that we can heal from absolutely anything, having done deep, deep healing work himself. Welcome, Seth. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you here. And by the way, congratulations, too, on the release of your first children's book, Finn and the Ferocious Flu. I know. It's so cool. (laughs) I can't even believe it myself. It's super cool. I mean, it happened like 12.01 a.m. on Friday night going into Saturday. And when I found out, like, I was in number one in several categories. So it was really, really exciting. Well, that's thrilling. So we're going to circle back on Finn and the Ferocious Flu. But to start off, I wanted to acknowledge, you know, we are both IPEC trained coaches. I don't know if you knew that. (gasps) And yes, yes, we have very similar methodology and we speak the same language and we understand energy coaching. And I was delighted to see in my research that we are both members in good standing of the International Coaching (laughs) Coalition. That's lapsed a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Over 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, you get the little reminder. With all of that and being super in the coachy world, which we love, why do you call yourself an intuitive coach? Oh, so yeah. So for 20 something years, I've been in corporate America, right? I also have my degree, as you mentioned, coaching and certification all there. And then I have a beautiful gift. I call it my X factor sometimes because, you know, in the corporate world, they don't like to say the word intuitive or psychic or medium or anything like that, but I do. I know people shy from the woo woo and yet it is part of us. And here we are talking about it, you know, and that's what sets me apart. I think from a lot of other coaches out there, I actually believe that most people use their intuition, right? Like I know you have an intuition for what you do, but they just don't call it intuition. But I also have that plus a little bit of extra, like I can tap into people. I call it tapping into people and really understanding what's going on for all levels and from a wholesome approach. Mm. You know, through doing the podcast and talking to so many people, it made me understand part of one of my own superpowers. And I think it's what you do as an intuitive coach too, is you see patterns. Mm -hmm. And that's, I never realized that was the word I was looking for. And I, I see patterns and I connect dots for people and, and it's helped me tap more into my own intuition because I started to understand the power of that. Absolutely. So I have so many questions around this because it's really <laughs> beautiful. I'm ready. I think hope. <laughs> okay. okay. So one was uh, just explain to us what it means to smile from the inside. Yeah. I consider that to be kind of a lifestyle choice, right? Okay. So smiling from the inside is not about being happy all the time. It's about being content. It's about striving for happiness. It's about, it's about being grateful for where you are. It's about seeing opportunities. Uh, so I really feel like smiling from the inside is, is you can one second be dancing down the street and, you know, on your iPad, blah, 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 and you're just having fun to the next moment, getting a shock, learning about someone who just passed away. And then 
and then dealing with that. So it's kind of like finding equanimity, I love that word, um, and peace as much as possible, but also dealing with everything that you have to deal with. Explain to me about equanimity for someone who um, may not know what that means, and I'm so excited I got all those syllables out. (laughs) It's a tough word. Uh, I believe that equanimity is, it's essentially... Well, you know, you know, I go on images because I'm an intuitive and I see things, right? I'm very clairvoyant. So the image that comes to me right now is a horse that's standing in the middle of a storm (laughs) and they are just steadfast and they are there and they're like, hmm, okay, this is happening. I get it. I'm dealing with it. And then when it ends, they just go about eating again. So it's about finding that space and that steadfast space of, of breathing in, breathing out, knowing where you are, being aware of what you are, and then moving on. Okay, I want to know how you start. So when you begin to have a conversation with an individual, but especially in the um, organizational or corporate sphere, sure. because I want to get into how impactful the work is you do that trickles down into how we all live, right? Because in mm-hmm. big picture, I'm like, imagine if everyone was smiling from the inside, how different our world would be. Uh, What's your uh, elevator pitch? How you maybe explain what you do or the power of it in the corporate space where, and by the way, we haven't even mentioned the fact that you come from a human resources background, you're right. highly qualified in this space, right. which is often about, you know, I don't want to say ticking boxes, but in some ways it is, you know, it's like we have to conform to a set of standards and intuitive isn't often on the list of things that we're looking for that <laughs> makes us say, I got to hire that guy. Yeah. But to know, me, it's, it's often the reason why I would hire you. Yeah, I, I find, how do I say this? Let me just start with something funny is that I have a couple CEO clients and they don't even know what to call me. So I just tell them to call me their business coach or their executive coach because that's what I, you know, that's what my invoice says, whatever. But they still don't know and understand exactly what I do or how I do it, but they know that it works. They know that, you know, so I, I can speak to anyone. Right. I can speak to anyone on a pragmatic level. I can speak to the corporate people because of my I've been in HR for a long time and, you know, been doing that whole lovely show for a while. So I can speak to anyone and meet anyone where they're at. So most of my clients right now are word of mouth. Either I I was at a lunch at one of their houses and they're like, what do you do? And I gave them my little elevator pitch, which I gave to earlier. And they're like, oh, that's really interesting. And then we meet, we have a little strategy session. And then they're like, this is awesome. I don't know what this is. I don't know what to call it, but I'm going to move forward with it. You know, I have another client too, who's in Miami and he's amazing. And we have been going through rounds of investments over the past, like two or three years of working together. And I have some clients that don't call me except for when we have our strategy session or our coaching sessions. And then I have other clients that literally text me every day for God knows what it could be. This is happening. You know, unfortunately, he's, he's, he was in the hospital last week. So he's like, pray, pray for me. And, and I also do energy healing. So they ask for energy healing or they're selling a house and they're like, I have three buyers. Which one do you think is the best? You know, and, and so that's, like, that's my life. Oh, and funny little aside. I also started working with, uh, or hopefully, fingers crossed, and start working with two modeling kind of management companies. Um, and helping not only the CEOs and founders, but also their artists that they represent. So I can help them from so many perspectives, right? From a business perspective, from a personal perspective, or in, and or beyond. I mean, some people just want to connect with their loved ones once in a while, which I'm also a medium. Yes. 
So I want to ask, circling back to the client who wanted to know, who, you know, which buyer, which offer they should accept, yeah. which by the way, so my human head says, I get it because I want a blueprint for everything. I want a guarantee. Yeah. And I can imagine the codependency that starts, Seth, what should I wear today? Um, what should I have for lunch? But with that, <laughs> right, I mean, as a coach, we know there's a downside to that. So I really want to get into what your process is to help someone tap into their own intuition and build that sort of trusting, confident relationship with themselves. But what I really want to get the bigger question here is I want to ask you, how do we tap into our own intuition? Because most of us will not be as highly evolved as you or have gifts that are as strong as yours, but yet we all have intuition and it's about how do we listen to ourselves? So I'm just curious how, you know, if you could walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, I want to say, I'm sorry, as I'm speaking to you, I also get information about what I should say. So I, I really want to say it, it's different for each person, but they don't want me to say that. So they want me to say that it's the, it's the same. It's just a different way of going about it. So I want, I don't want to say quiet the mind, but you do have to learn, as you said, to listen inside. Um, it just so happens I have an intuitive development course coming up. And I'm actually putting together like what is intuition and how do you create intuition within yourselves or how do you tap into it? So it's all kind of a great question for me too. I can tell you that awareness is the first thing. I can tell you that dealing with your present and your past are also very important. Like the extent at which you've done the work on yourself, because I don't feel like you can tap into anyone else unless you've done the work yourself unless you have that awareness of yourself so when i take people through this it's it's the awareness of where they are in the world and how much they've dealt with in their past then the next step is getting to some type of meditative practice or some type of quieting practice or some type of silence practice i also think that gratitude for what you have is is also in that um, i know it sounds weird to say all these things to help make intuition or create intuition with ourselves, but to be able to tap into someone else or even yourself, you have to be so aware of your patterns as we were speaking about, right? We have to be aware of our reactions, our responses to things. And for that, we need to have done all the work beforehand. You know, happiness is an inside job that someone said that quote. I also think intuition is completely an inside job. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You can't get anywhere else. You get to find it within yourself. I do think meditation, whatever that means to you, is important. Like I used to do yoga or I was a yogi for many, many years. And that stillness that I found, you know, after a crazy, amazing practice, that's the, the stillness and the silence that I want for people to experience to then start asking questions. So I think the last thing I wanna say is you have to be curious and you get to be curious about yourself, about others. Mm -hmm. That's like when something pops up and listening to yourself saying, hey, I need to pay attention to this. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. And, and, and sometimes it can be all the way to downright scary, but sometimes just, or unpleasant or whatever that is. And it's being like, nope, I need to listen to this. It also helped me, I believe it or not, saw an anxiety expert speak once who was tremendously helpful, but he reframed anxiety to me by saying it's listen to it because it's your body speaking to you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right? It's like, I'm nervous about something. I'm anxious about something. What is it? Oh, and maybe it's as simple as I need to reread the contract or I need to prepare a little bit more or I, you know, uh, get more sleep, whatever that is. I was like, that's a really great way. Cause otherwise we tend to be afraid of anxiety, right? Like it's a negative. Mm -hmm. No, it's just, it's just another form of messaging that's coming. I also want to say, or they're asking me to say one more thing. It's very, very subtle. As you know, anxiety is not so subtle, (laughs) (laughs) right? But other, other messages, like if you have three offers on your house, you know, and you get letters from all three people, whatever as they do nowadays, you, I think if you've done the work, you intuitively know, or your gut says, I'm going to go with this person. Why? There's no explanation for it. I just feel like this is what I need to do or who I need to go with. So it's very, very subtle. I mean, if we did a reading, right, a mediumship reading, that's extremely subtle too. And we have to, so we have to kind of get to a space, which is why that wonderful, beautiful, sacred space, that's why you have to do all the work to get there beforehand and continue doing that work. Because what I'm leading at is, especially for, you know, for people who listen to my podcast, is choices we make in our careers, directions moving forward. We're all at such a crossroads coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And many people have spent the last 18 months maybe rethinking their lives. And so the ability to stop and be still and listen to yourself and the messages that might be percolating is is really important now. I want to ask you, yeah. is there, <laughs> yes. um, I hate to ask yes or no questions, but I was like coming up with an, a time when you didn't listen to your intuition and you're like, damn, I wish I had. <laughs> that still happens. <laughs> like, probably more than I really want to admit <laughs> because I think it's, I think honestly, it's easier to tap into other people than it is. To, oh, I mean, good right? point. Everybody right? needs a sounding board. That's such a good point. Right. <laughs> so I mean, even funny enough, like, why did I buy that? I should have known. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I also think we are so, we get, we can be so jaded from our own experiences, thoughts, patterns. So assumptions I, and limiting assumptions, beliefs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, so when you say tapping into the intuition, I want people to do it more and more and more. And I think it's all, it's all a practice, right? Just like yoga is a practice. I think that intuition is a practice as well. And are you going to get it right 100% of the time? No. Right. But hopefully, hopefully I'm up to like 80 80% now, maybe 85% of my own stuff. Like I go to 99% for you, but for me, <laughs> you know, and I make a living at this, right? So I was curious, what's the difference for you? If there is anything uh, process wise with your work with corporations and groups versus how you would work with an individual? Well, I feel like within the corporate world, there's obviously communication and there's lingo and there's language, right. That we use. And I speak to them more pragmatically. For example, like I wouldn't say how to heal from anything, you know, but I do have a corporate class or a corporate class that I'm giving later on this, this fall saying how to overcome anything in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a simple change, but it's, it's semantics, but it's the same process. Got it. Yeah. So I would change the word, the verbiage on a couple of things, you know, um, like if I were to have people like coaches in a room, right, that are open to the woo-woo or the more spiritual side of things, it would be a little bit of a different presentation than it would at a corporate session or meeting. Well, okay. A couple things come to mind. Yes. One, do you have 
the most amazing track record with hiring people then if you have the intuitive like oh my god go with them <laughs> i do i do i don't think i've hired anyone that i'm like eh, like like get rid of them the next day yeah but what an asset you are because that costs a company a lot of money to hire the wrong person and you're like no. <laughs> This one. I can tell when people, the wrong people are hired though, for sure. Really fast. That is coming handy, but I haven't, I should use that now. And I'm, if I ever want to go back to HR full time, I should use that. Yeah. Hire Seth to hire the right people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then the next thing is actually interesting too. It's just seismic shift too. Cause I, we can toss around what it is to be corporate, but so many shifts in corporate cultures. And I work with a lot of startups who have a much different approach to these things. One of the companies um, I work with all the time, back in the day when we could meet and I'd go there all hands, we would do group meditation for 20 minutes together before the weekly all hands meeting, which wow. I loved That's and lovely. was amazing and powerful. So I was going to say, so there is a dramatic shift in just how, uh, which is really, really a positive. And some ways it's CEO led and other ways it's employee led and wherever it comes from, that's really great. I was just curious, but we can move on. It was just a little bit of the difference between working with groups of people versus individuals and, and, and how you tap into that. Sure. So groups, I think are not as, I can't be as specific, right? Like if I have a group of five, I could probably tap into each one of them. Like I've been in groups before, like coaching sessions, right? With groups. And, you know, and I'm like, I could literally tell each person their issue in life, their biggest issue in life and go around the room. Like that's the kind of the intuition. So I literally, as people speak, I like get all this information. So I can do that in a group setting, but people may not be open to me telling them their biggest challenge or issue in life in front of everyone else, right? Whereas individually, like that's, that's right, what they right, hired that, me for, yes. you know? So I use my discernment in groups for sure. But I do say like, I feel, sometimes I say, I feel like you might be experiencing this because of something that happened in your past, like that kind of generic, right? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm like if you want, we can talk about it later. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up here, you know, and then move on. That comes up a lot for me just for communication coaching, because obviously many blocks that so many of us have around communication yeah. is because of something that happened in the past. I want to ask you, because we dive in, about your the smiling from the inside methodology, because it's really the early chapters. If you could walk me through sure. the the five steps, which I think are really great. It's it's your own, it's the Santoro version of Kubler Ross, I think. <laughs> I, I, felt like, I felt like it was time. It's been 50 years and I feel a lot has happened in the world. I mean, we are dealing with something today that hasn't been dealt with in a hundred years, right? And like, but dealing with everything that we have today and the access we have, anyway, the world is different than 1969. And I love the fact that so many people have just believed in the Kubler-Ross kind of method and it makes sense, totally makes sense. So it's the SMILE method, S-M-I-L-E. So S is for shock. I'm gonna go through them first and then I'll explain. So S is for shock, M is for mock acceptance, I is for in overwhelmedum, L is for learning, and E is for embrace. So S, shock, we've all been there. We know what it's like. You could be there for minutes, months. I've seen people years, spending years in shock. I believe it's the, it's nature's first line of defense between hearing what happened and then letting it sink in, right? So it's like the mind, body, soul's way of saying, ooh, wait, 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 wait a second. Mock acceptance is a word I invented myself and it means part denial, part acceptance. 
So I explain it to people as someone just passes away in your life and you have to plan all the logistics for the celebration of life or the funeral, whatever you want to call it. And you get it done. So you know that this is happening. You know what's happened. And obviously you're going to have moments of like, what am I doing? But you can be so focused and get that done. So it's kind of like that part denial, part acceptance. It's a great time to focus on projects. <laughs> um, in Overwhelmed Him as I, these are the significant and the poignant emotions we all must go through. So I tell everyone, the only way through these emotions and feelings is to get through them. So that I explain that as after Sit Shiva, right? The door slams or the door shuts and you collapse on the couch and start crying. Or you're watching a Netflix movie and you're laughing and then you start crying. It's, it's, it's the important, really important emotions. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that space where they haven't gone through the emotions and people hold a lot in, you know? So L is for learning because I don't think we can get anywhere without reflection and gaining insight from that which we've been through, even with death, even when you lose a job. I mean, it might take you a couple of years to get to the point where you're like, oh my God, this is what I learned from that job, right? But to learn that is so important to get to the next level, which is embrace, right? So I just don't think acceptance in the 21st century is good enough. I think we have to enthusiastically embrace what has happened to us. Of course, that's a little challenging with death, and, and I understand that. And obviously, I, I say the word death. It's one of my favorite things to talk, and topics to talk about, which I think you know. <laughs> but the point is, I'm, it's to get to the point of possibility and opportunity and using whatever has happened for purpose. Like how many people have lost their children, which I can't imagine what that's like. And in my mind, that's like the worst thing, one of the worst things that can happen. But to get to a point where you start a start a, a nonprofit to help people in the same situations or make sure it doesn't happen again, like that's that's really embracing what has happened to you. It doesn't mean you're over 100%, but it means you're moving toward in that direction. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. We tapped into it a little bit in a previous episode I did with psychologist Greg Steinberg, who's written a book about profiling people who have found purpose through and transformation through tragedy called falling up. But it is that same idea to that end of the, the embrace. And I love the distinction you make between acceptance, which does sound a little passive and can be maybe begrudging, <laughs> right? Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are a lot of things I begrudgingly accept. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, we're going there. They didn't quite get the stain out of the dry cleaner. I kind of accept this. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of things in life. But yeah. embrace. That's that. And, and yeah, it just seems powerful and much more positive and action oriented and invested. Agreed. Which Agreed. is great. Absolutely. Oh, I, oh, so great. So, reminding everyone that this is goes into way more detail in Seth's book, Smiling from the Inside. Um, so now I want to do a little vision exercise with you as we get towards the end. It's just like how you, you would envision Seth and, and your amazing team of spirit guides, what yeah. the, what the world looks like as more and more of us are healing and smiling from the inside and, and mastering the process. How, what, what are shifts that we see in the world? What's happening? We wake up our favorite, what not only we're doing, how are we feeling Seth? <laughs> um, I want to say a lot less road rage, a lot less taking things personally. Um, it's funny that my answers are going to be less and, and more of, so less of and more of, right? Um, more compassion. I think that is one of the most underrated 
aspects of life that we have. It's actually my next book. Can I interrupt you right there? Just ask, what does, that's so important. What does compassion mean to you? Or how would you explain that? I think it means, not only means forgiveness of yourself or others, but it also means understanding their situation as best you can. And even if you don't understand it, you still meet them where they're at. Like I, I've had to accept, uh, I want to use that word. I've had to come to a place of compassion for certain people in my life that I want to remain in my life and I don't need to be right. I want them in my life. So I've had to, I get, I've had to really come to a good place of compassion for those people. And it's not like pity. It's just accepting them or embracing them for who they are, even though at times it's still hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Now we get into the notion of choice. Yeah. Yeah. So does compassion that makes sense. So way more compassion in the world. So now we got into compassion as a verb, right? Because it's an action. Oh, it's definitely an action. For sure. I think that people would also not be so quick to react and they would choose to respond differently. Right. Mastering your emotions. Responding, yeah. not reacting. And I always laugh because someone said to me, emotions are like farts and I they come and go as they please. And I just love that. I just love that because sometimes we have no controls over our emotions and then other times we can handle them or manage them, right? So I feel like on that point, people would manage themselves in a healthier, more productive and more effective way. And that's what I want to do with all people is help them heal in a more productive, efficient and effective way. And I know that sounds very corporate, but the point is, the healthier we can heal, the healthier we are for everyone else, and the more we can inspire others. So I feel like there's a lot more. There would be more mentorships. There would be more inspiration, more creativity, right? More generosity. Are, more generosity, more kindness. Oh my God, I Pay It Forward is one of my favorite movies in terms of the concept of all time, and that's what I think we'd see more of: is paying it forward. Yeah, and. I think we take better care of the earth and mm. use less. And because yep. I think that that's a part of the numbing too, right? Absolutely. All the different ways we do things. And yeah, to your point, be a lot um, kinder. Absolutely. To the world, to the yeah. earth. You know, you know, those people that just throw a can at a trash can and miss and they don't pick it up. Like I, if that happens or in, continue to happen in the future, there'd be way more people to pick it up and put it in there or be like, hey, dude, you missed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> My brother for years has done that. Very kindly would go up to someone and say, I think you dropped this. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's great. Okay, so on this, talk to me for a minute or two or yes. three about Finn and the Ferocious Flu. Oh, boy. My baby. So this is the first children's book in a series of children's books. Everyone is going to tackle a different topic, a, a taboo subject, for example. The next one is going to be about divorce. The next one after that is going to be about a transgender brother turning into a sister. Um, then there's going to be something about South Africa, because my husband's South African. And um, just seeing how it is down there, reverse racism. I don't think a lot of people understand what reverse racism is or how it can be affecting. So, And it's all going to be LGBTQIA friendly as well. So every, there's going to be some aspects of that. Um, this particular book, Finn and the Ferocious Flu, is about how a family navigates through a fictitious flu pandemic <laughs> in a city far, far away, which resembles New York. <laughs> um, and it's it's about, obviously, it stars Finn, and it's him and his brother and his parents, and how they all kind of have their own little shifts during 
the, I think it's like a six month span. The book covers six months. But the thing is, this is a book, it's going to be called the Smile Adventure series. And this book is for people and parents and families and librarians and persons to discuss with kids how they're feeling. And I use the smile method in there. So each page has like an S or an M or an I on top because it's kind of the, the, the sequence of events. So at the end, there's like a discussion book for your for parents, for kids. How are you feeling? What's going on with you? And it, it encourages the parents to share and the children to share. Oh, that's fantastic. That's very near and dear to my heart to start these conversations in, in nursery school and kindergarten, because what a different world we'd live in, Seth, if everyone knew how to identify what they're feeling mm-hmm. and then share it in a, in a productive way in, you know, and ask for support yeah. instead of, um, you know, acting out out of fear or anger. You know, I just meant like the way we see it, our country so divided and, and other parts of the Absolutely. world so divided and Absolutely. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming on oh. my podcast. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and honored. This is great. So for everyone listening, you can buy Seth's books, Smile from the Inside and Finn in the Ferocious Flu, right now from your favorite booksellers. If you're interested in learning more about Seth's work as an intuitive coach, visit him at IamSethElliott.com. Thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. And if you would like to improve your communication skills right now, go to my website, ableintermedia.com, and download my free 12 tips for success on camera. From Zoom calls to the Today Show, results guaranteed. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and please tell your friends about the podcast. Thank you. Thank you.